Hello and welcome to episode one of Let's Talk About Feelings, the podcast. I am your host, Lindy Wedim. Thank you so much for tuning in, deciding to listen. I don't know how you found this podcast or what led you here, but I'm so grateful to have you. And I hope that we enjoy this journey we're about to embark on together. Um, first things first, let's talk about feelings. This podcast is basically a platform for young creatives from Africa and the diaspora. And to be honest, even if they're not black creatives, just young creatives who live and breathe creativity, who have creativity as their livelihoods, um, to just share, to share, to share, especially the emotional burdens, but obviously the good as well that comes with a creative lifestyle. Because especially for African kids, this is something that's, you know, it wasn't a reality before. And now it's a life that a lot of African people and African youth are living, a creative life and a life where they depend on their creativity, whether it be acting, modeling, singing, dancing, influencing, they depend on it to, you know, sustain themselves. And that comes with quite a quite a new range of <laughs> emotional labor that you just we, we never saw coming, to be honest. And that's what I thought was important to talk about. And also just generally showcasing young creatives, especially the everyday creative that isn't as celebrated or as well known as, you know, the ones that we may know. Um, and I just thought that it was important, something very important to share and see. And so now we're here and it's called Let's Talk About Feelings because I'm a Cancerian and I'm super emotional and I thought it was a cute name. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm again, just very glad that you've tuned in. Um, I want to talk about our artwork for a moment. This piece is called Growing Up Black. It's by an artist called Benjamin Mabando Chunga. He is a Southern African baby. That's what he called himself. He's Zambian, South African, born in Botswana. And you can find his artwork at, well, you know, he can find his productions or you know every everything he makes you can find at benjamin the creative on instagram and twitter and when i asked him about this artwork it was very just very striking to me you know and the reason i chose to make it the artwork for this podcast was because i i know the amount of pain that goes into making what we make as creatives and the amount of emotional labor again that just goes into being a creative especially in this day and age and it really resonated with me and with what I want to do and the part that I would like to take for this podcast um so when I asked him about it he told me it was you know the state of mind that he had been in and he felt like he was trapped in his mind um thus the tallying on the walls of his brain or his mind and just counting the days he had been alone in there, pretty much. A bit morbid, a bit deep, but we're going to be telling the truth here. It's, it's, it's a heavy life that we've chosen to live, but we have to be realistic about it. So here we are. Um, 
an introduction of myself, your host, Lindiwe Dim. Again, you can find me at Lindiwe Dim on Instagram. I am an actor, I am a model, I am an influencer, I'm a general just creator and lover of the creative arts, consumer of the creative arts. I just love arts and I love people who make it and I love understanding and unpacking and unlearning and <laughs> relearning. I just, yeah, that's who I am. And self-expression is something that's very, very important to me and has been for a long time because my creative journey started well, maybe 2011, 2010, 2011, yeah. And I didn't realize that you could have a life as a creative. When I was growing up, my parents, you know, forced me down the science route. I have a science degree because of that. Um, and my first, like the the first time I dipped my toe into the creative sphere was through drama class. And I had grown up a very, very shy kid, very quiet kid, you know, didn't really have friends, just kept to herself because I had like a big family at home and they were always my friends. And whenever I'd go outside, I just didn't know how to interact with other kids <laughs> as easily as I did at home. So it was it was always kind of weird. But yeah, I started drama and I saw that it was such an easy way for me to express myself and express all the things that I'd been feeling and thinking that I just couldn't necessarily put into words and through I just fell in love I fell in love with the dramatic arts and and then I started writing and started writing poetry and it just kind of all you know the seed started growing from there and was then shut down in like 2012 when I left high school for university and my parents were like there's no way you're doing anything creative it wasn't even a question to be honest I didn't even bring it up to them I knew that I had to go study something I needed to become a doctor or an engineer or a you know a scientist and that's what I did I went to the University of Johannesburg and did a BSc Bachelor of Science in Environmental Management and Geography and throughout that journey obviously there was that niggling feeling that I needed to do cool shit man because being honestly I mean being honest being a creative is just it's cool it's liberating and it's fun you know and I you know I had been told by people that I should start modeling and think about it so I went to modeling agency in about 2013 and got signed to boss models in Johannesburg South Africa and that kind of just took off from there started modeling started like I had it it was like I was living a double life because in varsity I would come in do my schoolwork didn't have any friends on campus barely spoke to anybody but you know like two three people honestly and then would leave campus and go shoot editorials and go shoot commercials and go act in these commercials and just have this amazing fun time and the contrast of those two lives made it very very clear to me what I wanted I hated school I hated it and I found it extremely boring and I did that and got my degree and gave it to my father and then I decided to take on 
um, acting and modeling full time in about 2017. Went and got myself an acting agent in South Africa, and then I've been acting and modeling full time since then. But starting my modeling career really showed me how diverse the creative industry is and how you can actually have a full-time job as a creative that was never a possibility that was never anything I ever thought was realistic for me or for anyone else you know it was just it never it didn't even cross my mind but you get on set as a model and you see these stylists and you see these designers and you see all these people that are like necessary for you know the machine to work the way that it does and you're just a tiny little part you're just the model but there's creative directors there's photographers there's assistant photographers there's lighting there's all sorts of things makeup there's you know and it just shows you how like just the range the range that the industry has and it's really really like that's what gave me the balls to take that leap and let go of this thing that I knew I didn't want to do and I knew that I wasn't supposed to be part of really which was the other side of the industry of well not the creative industry but obviously just science and, and that um and take the leap and become an actress <laughs> and now it is 2020 and I have moved to London and I am pursuing my acting dream and studying at drama school and you know working as a model here in London and I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if this is where I thought life would have brought me by then but I'm pretty happy with it and I'm excited to see where else life takes me it's been a good journey thus far um but that's pretty much it on me um we are going to start with our first guest today actually our first guest is one of my personal favorite creatives, but I'm biased because she's a very good friend of mine as well. Um, her name is Noalanga, the flame, Shozi. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but here we are. Me. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me, firstly. How am I? <laughs> it's so cool being on like the other side. Yes, I know. Yes, because you're a radio host. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you're always doing the interviewing. Yes. Always asking people questions. Yeah. Always harassing. Always harassing. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Also, just to get to see this side of you mm. is what I think is what I'm looking forward to the most. So, okay. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about okay. feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Okay, so firstly, I'd like you to just give us a brief intro of yourself. Because a lot of people who are listening to this probably don't know who you are, what you do, where you come from. Yeah. Okay, so my name is Numalanga Shozi. I come from a little, very small town in the lower south coast of KZN called Port Shepston. Um, the village I'm from is called Epopoi. Very rural, um, so much to contrary belief. Like a lot of publications will write that I'm a Durban girl, but I'm actually not. Mm. Uh, Durban is the city. I'm from the farms. Yeah. Um, born and bred in KZN, uh, I moved to the big city, to Durban, in 2014 to study. Um, and then I just got bitten by the industry bug, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, started doing radio at um, Gaga CFM, which is quite a big youth music radio station. Um, Where? In KZN, so it's regional. Yeah. But their reach is quite is quite vast. I mean, they have an app now. 
um, and stuff. So, yeah, I started doing radio and then from radio went into acting, which I love with all my heart because mm-hmm. it also kind of opened my eyes to a, a different type of creativity that I took for granted, you know? Yeah. I was one of those kids who would sit down and watch like soapies and dramas and stuff and critique people on their acting and then when I got into it into that space I realized that this is actually hard as fuck it's actually so hard especially when you hold yourself to a certain standard like you're not gonna want to produce mediocre work exactly you know so I realized that it was a lot more challenging than I had expected but the challenge is so good because it helps you grow Mm. um and I also just enjoyed how sensitive it made you towards other people in general and how you realize that everyone is an actor Mm. you know acting really heightens your empathy it does it really really heightens Mm -hmm. your empathy and just makes you focus on things that you didn't even notice before mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, other people mm-hmm. you know? or even just understand things that you did notice but didn't really know how to categorize yeah, or like how yeah, to yeah. Uh, put into context like why is that person doing that mm. you know um so yeah acting and obviously being in the radio space you know you you get exposed to things like hosting events which i also didn't know was something I was good at. I knew that I was really good at articulating myself and getting people to feel how I feel. Yeah. But being on stage in front of 20,000 people is a completely different <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and I've been blessed to have had the honor of hosting some of the biggest events in the country, which has and been... And you're a phenomenal host, honestly. Oh, my word. You really are. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Nomalanga host so many things, and every single time you literally... You make everyone feel like you're talking to them, mm. like your homies, like your friends. And, mm. you know, it's just, you just, you got it, mm. you know? And I didn't know that. Um, and it's quite interesting because when you're doing the work, I think you would agree with this. When you're doing the work, you're just worried about doing the best work yeah, you can do. Definitely. It doesn't, for some weird reason, you never think about how it lands to the next person. You're always your biggest critic. Mm. You know, so I think hosting on stage was one of those things that, you know, taught me to, um, you know, think about the the, the people, you know, yeah. because that is a situation where you get an instant response. If they're not feeling you right there and then, boo, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Have you ever um, been booed? I've never been booed. And you will never <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> I've actually never been booed, but I have had criticisms. Yeah. You know, which I really appreciated, especially when I first started, you know, because obviously you see your favorite MCs or your favorite hosts and how they do things. And you go on stage and you want to emulate that because that's what's entertaining to you. Mm, mm. But that's not necessarily who you are, you know, as a host. And people can always tell when you're pretending. Yes. Which is another thing that acting and hosting have in common have in common and what what they've taught me people always know when you're pretending and that's why it's so important for me to be as authentic as possible you know Mm. um and obviously like i said being in that space you get introduced to so many different types of creativity within the same space you Mm. know um acting hosting um expressing yourself online on social media um i was always really good at creative writing in school so being able to write captions like on instagram yes people will take that for granted like as a skill and that's a very serious yeah. skill because if you're not able to you know express messaging especially if you're working with brands mm. you know then what's the point of the post you know because people don't even read captions anymore 100%. but if you have a great caption people always comment so we'll say, yeah. Haha, the caption, caption. you know yes, yes. um so yeah instagram also kind of unleashed a different side um to my creativity and added a different facet which i also quite enjoy mm. 
And yeah, essentially, I think I'm a multimedia girl, maverick. Yes, queen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but then also, you are in London right now. Why are you here? Okay, so I'm here in London um, as part of a, an international press junket for the movie Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work for Viacom Africa, um, which has, you know, networks and channel or channel channels like MTV Base, BET. So I work for BET Africa. You are the face of BET Africa, ma'am. I don't yeah. understand how you're just smoothing oh over that. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm the face of BET Africa. There we go. Google Thank it, you. honey. Thank you. Um and so they send me on quite a lot of their international trips, like to come and interview artists, etc. Which yeah. is why I was saying that it's so cool being on the opposite side yeah. today. Because <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to be sitting in your chair, yes. you know. Um, asking the questions. Asking the questions. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm here for. It's a very short time, but I, I, I'm, I'm certain it's going to be a good time. Mm. But um, the question I've always actually wanted to ask you is, when was it? Was there like a moment where you knew that you weren't a normal girl because i think for me there definitely was yeah and you you kind of know it as you're growing up that mm, yes. you're not you're not going to be a lawyer or a doctor you're not going to be i mean your parents can hope and dream and wish as much as they want yeah. but in your hearts of hearts mm. as you're growing up doing all the maths and the science and you know mm. learning and working towards everything that everyone else is working towards mm. you can always feel it that yeah there's something different about me yeah. there's something like it's not i'm not happy i'm not mm. fulfilled i'm not there's something that i don't know that i need to get to mm. did you ever feel that when did you feel it or i've i think like you said i've kind of felt it my whole life like mm. i was that child in front of the mirror with a fake microphone in my hand yeah. doing links you know yeah. not even knowing what i'm doing reenacting scenes from a movie or learning a movie off by heart all together mm. um but in terms of what moment I knew that this was something I was destined for, I think it was my matric farewell. Mm. Um, it's like a, a ball, you know, for the final year in high school, you're a senior. Um, we went to the dance and when we got to the dance, um, I think I just had this energy about me that prompted the camera guy to give me a microphone and ask me to go interview her. <laughs> and I was like that's so weird you know because obviously you have shout outs that you say to camera like hi mm. this is Nomalanga um grade 12b and I just want to send a shout out to so and so and so and so and so and he was just like actually just go around interviewing everyone let's make mm. a production a show out of this you know yeah. and that was the moment where everyone who was in my year who watched the the, the DVD the footage afterwards was just like this is something that you should do. Mm. This is exactly where you belong. Mm. You're so talented. Mm. You did all of that without a script. Um, we hate that we have to see so much of you in our <laughs> metric ball DVD. Yes. But yes. Like, you're so good at this. And I was like, actually, you know, this is something I could look into. And the following year, I took a gap year. I didn't go. I didn't pursue any um, tertiary um, education because I was just I just wanted to find it you know mm. to figure out exactly what it is but I think you have that moment in many different ways as you grow up yeah because even when you and just, as your career continues as yes well, yes that just reinforces yes reinforces that actually it. there's another level that I can unlock yes another level I yes. can unlock and the more you grow Label. the more you realize how much bigger your 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 journey is and what it represents to so many people where you're from i mean i heard you in your intro talking about how 
so many of the things that you found yourself doing you didn't even know existed yeah so many of the spaces you found yourself in you didn't even know about mm. because we just have that limited um access to to information perspective even, yeah yeah we know? we really don't um these types of jobs or being a creative is not something that is hyper um exposed in yeah. our media you mm. know or even just as a young kid growing up you don't see that on on the national broadcaster yeah. you know and if you can't afford cable television or dstv yeah pay tv you won't know about any of those yeah. things you know and that's just the reality of being a young black child growing up in south africa and which also 100 percent just makes clear the sense or the reason rather why our parents focused on what they knew mm. and told us to work towards Mm. or that we could be because they were never exposed to it it was mm. never something that was realistic for mm. them so naturally it's not realistic for you i yeah. can't force have my child go into something that you know it's uncharted waters yeah they never yeah. just send you out into the ocean not knowing what the fuck's there yeah you know True. so i mean i hear you mm-hmm. i hear you on that part um what i wanted to ask you was because being a creative is quite an emotional journey in this podcast is let's talk about feelings mm-hmm. i know that it it's 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 very difficult obviously mm-hmm. because yes we like i said and continue to say and will continue to say this is uncharted territory mm-hmm. and we're doing a lot of what we're doing by ourselves mm-hmm. like you're here by yourself mm-hmm. no one no one knows how to do what you're doing you're mm-hmm. literally winging it. Mm-hmm. I'm winging it. We're yep. all winging mm-hmm. it. Most of the creators you know in your area or in your vicinity or that you think about, they're probably winging it. They're Most just... of the best creatives yes. in the world, in their fields, are winging it. Exactly. And not to discredit like schools or like people or institutions that mm. teach people how to be creative, you know, because essentially that's what they're trying to yeah. do. Yes. You know, they teach you to think outside the box, which I think is unnecessary. Well, well, I think maybe just pushing you towards how much like how much further you could wing mm. it rather mm. you know yeah mm. yeah i just i don't think that there's a certain like skill set that somebody requires to be creative We're Definitely. Born with it, you yeah. know obviously you go to school to harness and hone your your craft and your talents yes. and that yes. you can't take away from yes um but like i said some of the best in the world literally started out not knowing what the hell they were doing, mm. not knowing who to ask. They just did what they did and they put it out into the world and somebody saw it and believed in it and now here they are, mm. you know? Well, what about the days where you just feel like this is not working out? Which is literally more often than That's not. Exactly, more often than people would think. Yeah. Because obviously oh. we don't share those days, we don't put them out there. We yeah. put out all the best days, all the coolest days, all the funnest things that we yeah. do, all the dope shit that comes with our lives. But yeah. the hardest and the heaviest days when you think, maybe my parents were right, actually, because this is yeah. just, it feels impossible. And because sometimes I'm, because I'm winging it, I don't know where to go. Like, which, what's the next direction? How do I get where I can see myself mm. being? How do I do that? Mm. You know? And I mean, I have them, and I know you have them as well. Mm. How do you deal with it mm. when when you feel that way? Well, it's so important to have a good support system around you, mm. or even if it's not 
a good support system just to have a, a routine something that you know won't fail you to help you get through that you know mm. with some people it's listening to music mm. with most creatives and i'm sorry to say this it's like alcohol abuse which is obviously not the not way not the way no you know we don't um, but we don't talk about the fact that we rely on substances so much yeah. you know it's 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 ironic actually how much we try to bury that when to be quite honest it's literally a crutch yeah. you know and it's kind of destroying yeah. us mm. um you see it in music you see it in 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 the arts as well you know you hear about these amazing talented human beings who just perish yeah. by the bottle yeah. or drugs drugs you know um so for me my drug i think is emotion and sometimes sadness mm because being in this space makes me very sad in as much as it makes me very happy mm. and i find myself sad even when things are going great because i don't know how else to be there's no other way what what do you mean by it makes you very sad and like why why does it make you it makes sad? me sad a lot because well just from just a physiological level i'm so far away from my family yes. i'm so far away from people I, i love who i know will support me no matter what um basically johannesburg is it's the walls mm. you know it's you sink or you swim and if you it's swim rough. you have to know that you're swimming against the current with sharks yeah you know and obviously that makes you sad when you're putting yourself out like that into Period. the world and the people who you're putting all of this out to just act super indifferent you know and that's just another um aspect to it we're all masquerading everyone is winging it mm. and everyone is hyper protective of the things that they love and themselves mm. and their work so that naturally makes people cold towards other people and i'm an empath i'm cancerian i feel a lot i cry a lot you know this mm. um and it's 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 not nice and it's saddening when you want to express yourself to people but the first thing that comes to your mind is that i can't trust these people mm. but your colleagues with these people they are your industry mates you share studios with them you share a set with them you share scripts with them but you can't share your soul imagine sharing your talent your raw talent that god has given you something that's so sacred to to, to you, you with this person but in in the very same token you can't share your deepest darkest secrets you know which is that's kind of strange because it's like you're giving your soul to this person and it leaves you exhausted it leaves you drained it leaves you tired and there's so many other things that are burdening you but it's like they also have their own share of that and they're not going to give it to you i think it's because they don't know that you're giving your soul because you you you're sharing a talent that they just see as you know like I but how do they feel when when they act uh, opposite you when they do radio with you when they isn't that the same thing i mean you would think so but i've i've experienced people who can almost just turn it off mm. i think because we're empaths and mm. we're very sensitive and mm. you know all of that mm. that's probably why but like i always assume that creatives are like that that's why I, yeah no 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 that creators are emotional people exactly yeah. yes yeah but they're very sensitive mm. people mm. that that's the entire point mm. of this you yeah. know podcast and then know? when you find out that they're actually not there are some people who just aren't it's, like that it's, it's hurtful it's hurtful it's, it's shocking it's 
shocking. It's like, bruh, we just cried in a scene. I had to go to such a deep, dark place in my life to yes. give you that emotion. Mm. And you don't even ask me if I'm okay so, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You just literally, okay, scene, cut, next, go out for change, come back. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Like, like nothing <laughs> You know, and I guess the real world is like that. And I guess that's what we need to realize. And I mean, I'm not, I don't have years and years of experience in this game. I mean, I've only been doing this for six years. Mm. Um, and I was very young coming into it. I just turned 25, mm. you know. But man, the reality of it versus the dream is enough to make you sad yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And that's, I think, why, you know, when you realize how much more of yourself you need to give um, and what a sacred part of yourself you need to be able to shut off yeah it's it's difficult to cope with i think that's also why a lot of like some of the people who can give their best tend to just disappear be loners go home just exactly. keep to themselves exactly. you know because you, you need there's a lot of just refueling mm-hmm. like coming back to yourself mm-hmm. re-energizing mm-hmm. rejuvenating get it all mm-hmm. getting it all back that needs mm-hmm. to happen for you to ever be able to do it again mm-hmm. and it's so funny um AKA said that to me, a South African rapper, he, him and I were in Los Angeles at the BET Awards and he, I was interviewing him in the car and it was the first time that him and I had sat down for such a long time. I've known him for a long time, but Mm. we had never like had such an intimate interview. And then when we were done, he was like, you're so good. You're going to have such a good run in this industry, etc." And he was like, but the thing about people like you is they never want to be around for a long time. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. Yeah. Like, never want to be around in the car or, like, hanging out for a long time or just... No, in the in industry. The industry. In yes. the industry. You want to do what you what you got to do. And then get the fuck and out. And then get the fuck out. Yeah. Leave. Disappear. Be yeah. a Frank Ocean. Ghost everyone. Yeah. You know, as hurtful as it is. You know, because you want to show people the same amount of love, especially, you know, the, the, the consumers. But the it fans. hurts to stay, bro. It, it hurts. It hurts to stay. It really does. And that's just the reality of, I think, any kind of working environment. Wherever there's money involved and there's your ego, obviously, because your ego is attached to your work. You yeah. can't separate the yeah. two. I'm sorry. I've yeah. never met an artist who can. And, and if also, they can, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Just from the jump. Mm. We all need to know that creatives are narcissists. Extreme. We are in our heads. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Everything that we create comes from our minds. Yes. I'm my own best friend before yes. I'm your best friend. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know? True. So, yes. Continue. You see, so... It's like, you're also that way, mm-hmm. you know, your ego is also attached to everything that you do, mm-hmm. and if anybody tries to come for what you do, the first thing you want to do is protect it, is fight, you close it out, let's go, yeah. I'm Wolverine, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that just makes um, any type of working environment cutthroat, ruthless, and there are some people who are good people who become collateral damage, and yeah. that's when you find that people will talk about how fickle situations are, or the mm-hmm. industry is, and... Mm-hmm. I don't want to agree with that because that's just the reality of every industry, not just our industry. Mm. It's just unfortunate or fortunate that ours is placed on display for everybody to see um, and kind of learn from. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody just wants to be in that position. Everybody wants to be famous. Mm. Everybody wants to be a god. Everybody wants to be worshipped and honored. And it's it's good and it's bad. Yeah. 
It's a tough one. It really is, eh? It's a really tough one. And we remember the best things about ourselves and the best things that we've done for others about ourselves. But we mm. never want to put ourselves in the position where we are the evil one or we are the greater evil in a situation. Yeah. Because you're always right in your own mind. And even when you are able to admit when you're wrong, it still comes with a, it was justified though. Mm. You know? Mm. It's Why is it so hard for us to believe that we can be both good and bad we can be both angel and devil we can you know those two can coexist yeah i think it takes like a a, i don't know if it's a higher being or just you need to just like a complete honesty with yourself let go yeah and just be like be truly 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 realistic yeah about what being a human being is like about what being alive is like Mm. because Obviously, situations will always happen. There's multiple truths, you know? Mm. And what you see as good can sometimes be seen as bad to another person, yeah. you know? So, it's very it's very difficult, but I don't know. I think just as, as like, on your human journey, you will maybe work towards mm. that situation where mm. you can just accept both sides of the coin because yeah. the coin literally has two sides. True, and also we can't we can't ignore the fact that even the people we think are inauthentic, fake. Mm. Um, they're mean. good to someone, and they're they care good. about yep. someone. Yep. they love someone. They and love someone. They are someone's world. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hectic. Extremely, <laughs> dude. Extremely, because they you'll find that there are people where everyone will agree with you. That person's a bad guy. That one's a bad guy. That one's like this. That that one is this way. But you find that they have people who love them and would mm, do anything for, for them. them. And that makes you realize that no one person is only one thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But what I've realized is you have to adopt a certain level of um, indifference towards um, people, their opinions, things that happen. It's like things are just happening they're not happening to you yeah they're just happening do you mean just that as you get older in life or do you mean in a creative context in in the creative context because some people will give you bad criticism just for that just you to, really do have to have mm, a thick skin though. you really do but thick skin doesn't mean that you don't feel anything yes. it just means that you choose to not let it affect or to you. rather weed it out mm. hear what you need to hear take mm. in the the criticism you mm. need and then mm. let it go mm. because it's not a criticism of who you are as mm. a person it's about what you do mm. what you've just produced and you know mm. put in front of me to judge mm. because that's what you do you literally put yourself you put your soul yeah. on a place and you offer it to someone yeah. and ask them does it taste nice do is you it like good it enough? is it good enough Am do you I like good it enough? exactly and if they, and i think maybe with modeling on your side mm. that's like an everyday thing where it's like literally. no you're not what we're looking for you can no. walk in and people will literally look you up and down and say thank you thank you means you can leave now oh my goodness <laughs> and and you just have to take it take it with a i don't know a spoonful of sugar spoonful mm. of salt whatever yeah. and take it and go and but go what happens when one. you're like, I'll talk about myself. My entire life, I've been an overachiever. I had no other choice but to be that way. Yes. Because I had nothing at home to go back to. Yes. I had no plan outside of what I've chosen to do. Yes. Right? And, you know, this is all you outside know. Outside of this creative yeah. life that you love. Yes. Yeah. And, like, this is this is all you know. You know? And winning is all you know. Yeah. You know, I was super academic at school, mm-hmm. captain of everything, head mm. prefect. 
I don't care what it was. I went after it and I got it. Yeah. You know? And then you grow up in the in in the big world and you have a good journey in your life, mm. you know. Um, I've had many, many struggles where, you know, when I started doing radio, I'd have to sleep at the radio station because mm. I didn't have money for transport, etc. Mm. But those things now looking back are minor compared to the things that other people have had to do yeah. for their dreams and sacrifice. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you feel you're a professional. You can charge a certain amount for your work, etc. And you still find that some people just don't give you the same amount of respect. So in a way, they look at you and they're like, wow, amazing, the moon, the stars, the universe, right in front of me. But no. On a work level, on a personal level. Mm. What does that do to you in your mind? You know, when you have to hear no that many times, or you have to hear that one no that really meant everything to you. Yeah. Had it been a yes, it would have changed your entire life. Yeah. And they look at you and they say, no, not you. You know, because we don't talk about the downside of being really successful really quickly. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to clap all the time. But especially for us and our background, you know, we're not necessarily taught how to deal with winning. Because we don't come from a place where people win a lot. And then you win, 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 win. And then you lose once or twice. And it shakes you to your core. And it shakes you to your core. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Gone. <laughs> There's so many privileges that come with being beautiful, extremely talented, mm-hmm. and it gives you a certain level of entitlement. Yeah. And imagine a when young... When you just expect... Mm, you expect it yeah. to all work out. Imagine a young black girl telling you that in a world right now where we're super conscious of the different types of privileges and obviously there's so many things where we as young black women still need to catch up on in Mm. terms of how the world treats us like we need to be put on the same level it's like with feminism we're all fighting for the same thing as women but black women's feminism is different to white women's feminism Mm. because white women still have white privilege yeah you know it's like if a white girl had to admit to that and say, hey, listen, I do have a certain level of privilege. And this is privilege mm. she needs to hold close to her so much because it, she benefits so much from it. She needs yeah. to protect it or pretend that she doesn't know it exists mm. so she can preserve it. Yeah. Now, as a young black girl who still, I mean, so many opportunities miss me because of that, that mm. I don't even know about. That you don't even realize. You know? Because you would never have even, even you, you don't see them. Yeah. yeah Not yeah. that you, you wouldn't have seen them, yeah, but you also yeah. just can't see them because yeah, of who you are. Yeah. But now I'm in a position where I'm like, I do have a certain level of privilege that has also helped me yes. get to where I am. Being tall, being beautiful, being mm-hmm. extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And so many people will ask you, how did you do it? If I had to tell you about the very first meeting I had at a radio station, I know for a fact those men were not yeah they were like oh she's gorgeous yes they yes, were not yes, like yes. and not and and this is no shade to them but i don't think that they looked at me and they were like wow she's the best we've ever heard yeah. i know for a fact i wasn't as good as i am now yeah you know and maybe to some degree they had foresight mm-hmm. uh, which congratulations to them great mm-hmm. job because mm-hmm. i mean look but a lot of my appearance had a lot to do with it and it usually does and my confidence mm-hmm. and you know 
my pizzazz. I was 19 years old. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm. But I said to them, listen, give me this job. I'll do an amazing work. I'll do amazing work. And I did. Mm. You know? So I think we also need to be aware of the privileges that we have. And they're not, they're not bad. 100%. 100%. It's not your fault. You, you, were, you, you were born and you, and you looked this way. You yeah. know? I think it becomes a problem when you use it to like shit on other people yeah. or to like make other people feel like they're nothing uh-huh. that's terrible and that's just shitty behavior you're a terrible person no, you know 100%. but i think also what's the like you know when people on twitter will be like yeah but you've got pretty privilege da, da, da. okay i do what's the what do we do about it what's the best way for a person like yourself lindy to deal with it or to are, are we to shrink ourselves and not live in our full glory what are we supposed to do <laughs> because it's different from like a racial thing like white privilege of course terrible disgusting Throw it away. you know but like what are you supposed to do you were With born this privilege, yeah. you were born tall you're very smart you know what you want you're a go-getter and you're going to do the best of your ability and then somebody just says to you about your podcast they ask you a question how did you get it oh this way that way wow who did you like did you hustle it's like no i just got a dm you know and it's like oh pretty privilege okay and then okay so what do we do what do we do because i'm here now and i'm fucking it up what what are we like i don't know maybe people maybe somebody somebody might, might be able to help me i genuinely want to know because a lot of people will call you out on your privilege and I don't know. Don't I don't really give you like a, a solution. A solution. Like, I mean, what am I suppo- you, was really I supposed to say no? A solution from the, like. Was I supposed to say no? Also, it's just, it's just, this is, it's, I don't make the rules. It's terrible, but like, this is just what happened. This is just mm. the reality of the situation. Mm. And it's, it's horrible to try and ask someone to like dim their lights yes you know so that yeah. other people can have a chance as well like i i i happen to be mm. all of these things yeah you know these are the talents mm-hmm. remember in the bible when god mm. gave people talents mm-hmm. and said go multiply them and come back and give me my talents back mm. like we just gotta do what we gotta do yeah and you at know? the end of the day like you know survival of the fittest really and that's what this industry teaches you yes that's what it teaches you that it's a cold world and every day you're at war and you have to be grateful for the things that you have. Yeah. You have to be grateful for the people that you have. Yeah. And you have to just honor these talents and these things that God has given you mm. to the best of your ability and prove to people that or show other people who are just like you that they can do it. Yeah. You know? Which they can. Which they definitely can. And I find it very unfair when people want to attack you on social media and say like a friend of mine the other day was like um, she met somebody whom she admired, like a superstar, mm. whom I, whose name I won't mention. And this girl comes up to her and is like, I know you. I don't follow you, but I know all of your names. I know your first, middle, and last name. Um, you're absolutely gorgeous. And congratulations on your success mm. um, that you got from your looks. Congratulations for your looks. Hectic. Essentially like a backhanded compliment like that mm. you know and it's like well what and this is a black woman saying this to another black, black woman. woman a light-skinned woman actually saying it to saying it to a dark-skinned woman. woman congratulations on your looks like what are you supposed to say to somebody who says something like that to you 
Well, I don't have the answers for that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, so there's so many different fights that you're fighting, especially as a, a young black woman who's aware of so much. Yes. You know, and the reason why I even brought this whole thing up is because I'm trying to show you the internal struggle that I know you know. I know. That a lot of people don't expect women like us to, you know... Go through. Go through. Or to even... They'd never think that. Mm. And when I say women like us, I mean women in our position. Yeah. Like, in our position in life. Like, from a working perspective, from a relationship perspective. Because I don't have a man. Neither I have, do I. I haven't had a man in such a long time. Neither have I. Why? Because men usually assume that you already have a man. Yes. Why? Because she's beautiful, she's successful, she's smart, she's extremely talented, super confident, all of these things that I would want, but I'm sure somebody else already has, has messed it, that yeah. up. So, And what happens? You end up not. And I can already see the tweets, oh, listen to these two beautiful girls <laughs> complaining about how great their lives are. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, and terrible. I, You're making this podcast so bad. This is the first episode. No, I, I, I I'm being realistic. No, you know, this I is agree, the world that we live in. Yes. You know, and you know for a fact that there I are know. those people who and they're gonna, they're who coming. misconstrue what I, I'm looking for a solution right now. But also, this is also just the truth. Of mm. what's happening yeah you know? because in general people just be like oh you're so intimidating because you're so beautiful because you're tall because you're so confident etc etc what do you want me to do what what do you expect me to do because historically i have every right to right now live the fuck out of these things yeah because live enjoy because it go for it grab it our ancestors wildest dreams. dreams this is everything they would have dreamt and hoped you they know? didn't even dream this they, they didn't even because dream. they just wanted just basic rights to survive literally just basic basic survival basic just to be all right would have yeah. been great yeah you know and that actually leads me to my next question because we have come so far south africa africa is a continent mm just black people in general in terms of our creativity we know that we've always been creative and been phenomenal mm. at expressing ourselves mm. musically writing mm. everything mm. and you know yes it's been stolen from us and yeah, yeah. yeah but just africa in a creative context mm. where do you where do you think it's going oh my goodness we're golden we're golden we're in such a beautiful position and i wish that our African leaders would invest more yes. in, in, in the arts, mm. you know, and we need to be knocking on those doors, on their doors and their walls. But what's happening is we're waiting for recognition from outside Africa. Yeah. And what that causes is like a shift, mm. you know, because now the outside world wants to come and invest in us. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah, you came, you stole from us. You now, it as your own and you took it back with you. You took it back with you. Now it's no longer working for you because people are bored of it and yeah. they want to go back to the source. Mm. And the source is not taking care of itself. Yeah. I think our African leaders really, really need to um, look at the creative space with a, in a different light, you know, because it's not only music, you know, art, it's technology. Yeah. You know, and the more because that is creation. Yes, in every single exactly. aspect, it is. The more creative we are with with technology, with what we have, the resources that we have, we have access to the world. Mm. You know, obviously, the vast majority of 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 our people still don't have access to basic things like internet, fiber, fast working. Um, you know, which is holding us networks. back so much. It really is, but the people who have access to that 
really need to be helping show the people who make the decisions that look we don't need anybody else's money yeah you know what let's or anybody build, else's help help let, let's build our own thing and let's make it great and mm. let's make it easy for africans to be great this is why rwanda is just such a beacon of hope yes yeah and, and they're well on their way to becoming the first um african first world country yeah you know because they're so they're investing in technology science and in themselves you know, in themselves ghana as well yes you know um which is like the entertainment hub of the country at this point you mm. know everybody goes to ghana to have overtaking a overtaking nigeria, nigeria leaving them in the dust because again mm. the leaders exactly and where we are as south africans it's like south africa has been this utopia for so many other african countries mm. to a point where we've gotten like the superiority complex but to be quite honest yeah we're a little bit dizzy to be quite honest we're left in the dust countries like rwanda yeah are showing us that listen there's so much more that we could be without you know foreign investment okay sharp we can have investors you know but they need to come and support our vision Mm. not come and have their own things happening here we're tired as africans of being hosts hosting people who come and become greater than us mm. they come they take our gold they come they take the 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 what's this thing that they use um in in, the, in, in from the, congo in the drc yeah, yeah to make batteries for yeah. like iphones, for iPhones yeah. and all these things and it's like miners are dying in mines trying to get this, little kids this, uh, cobalt as minor you as know minors, yes. trying to get cobalt they've never even seen an iphone in their lives mm. you know we need to create our own apple we need to create our own Adidas, Nike, you know. We need to go into their lands and take what they have and bring it back to, like, home and become giants, supernova, because we have the most resources in the whole entire globe. Yeah, that's also... They come here, they mine, and they we, leave we us don't, with We it. don't need to go to their lands we really, because we've had, honestly, we have you know. Yeah. But for things like technology, like, because they've advanced oh, to so understand, much, yes, yes, yes. To understand, like, how to run a successful first world country yeah. we take the skills we bring them back home yeah. and we show them you know mm. yo make, make me the take... president, make me <laughs> the president. <laughs> no longer for president listen vote for the flame 10 billion us dollars just for creativity for technology investing that into the age and teaching young black kids about coding yes which is 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 well on its way honestly because coding has been growing quite a lot in africa especially mm. among women yeah which we appreciate but obviously just do more i've Keep never going. Ever, like for me where i'm from i've never heard of a young black south african saying that that's what they want to go into do you know that i i wish i could have been an it kid mm. in high school mm. i was forced and pushed into physics life science Same, biology because that was for that's what you do that's what the girls do yeah that's that's where you go that's yeah. what you need to do that's what my parents said and i didn't even like it never even crossed my mind mm. it was mm. never even like i didn't even know what it was until maybe grade 11 yeah slowly trying and when to you be, thought about you know? it you thought nerdy boy yeah no friends yeah yeah and luckily things are changing not as uh, at a rate that you know I appreciate, but yeah. they slowly are changing. And let's talk about boys. <laughs> you want to talk about boys? I don't want to talk about boys, but I mean boys are you know a big part of feelings, and we're talking about feelings today. So you know. All right. So what do you want to talk about in terms of boys, darling? Tell me. Why is it so hard these days? 
Why? Okay, so being a creative and trying to date, here we go. First of all, for me personally, I can say that I tend to be attracted to other creatives. Mm -hmm. And because we're now both narcissists, mm -hmm. there's just a butting of heads. Yeah. And there's it's a it's a battle. Yeah. And both of us will always be focused on what it is that we want to do and our goals and our dreams and our, you know, visions and don't we want to support each other but also don't want to distract each other. Yeah. And just in general for, for me, especially in South Africa it was quite difficult. Mm -hmm. Just finding I don't know, I think I dated a very niche type of guy mm -hmm. and he wasn't in essay for yeah. me. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a tall girl. I'm very ambitious. Mm. Uh, just a lot of the guys at home, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't find them in the in the spaces I was looking, at least, mm. you know? So that's it on my end. I don't know about you. <laughs> What's going on, honey? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Maybe they can respond, actually. They will respond. Maybe they can re It's so difficult finding a match. Mm. Or somebody who can even, like, spark your creativity yeah or inspire you or inspire, or inspire you. you because it's, everyone yeah. just leads with their ego mm. and like we said we can't deny that it's a big part of who we are but you mentioned that it's important to be able to separate the two and know when to enforce Turn it, yeah you know and know when to bring it back and just be a human being because that's just the duality yeah. of who we are you know where these strong world extremely confident egotistic narcissistic maniacs mm. who are also em empathetic and so sensitive yeah and, and so also just kind, need loving. a hug need a hug girl. and we just want to love and be bro. loved like it's not like i'm not asking for a lot bro, bro. like come bro. on <laughs> No, I know, I know, I hear you. I don't know. I really don't know. That's also another thing I just don't have the answers to because we're we're on the same bumpy road, my yes. dear. And that's all I have to say about boys. Is it? Yeah. And you don't know. No, to be honest, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Mm. Because I think that actually encompasses all of it. it. All of it. Really? Yeah. I think it does. Okay, but now we're almost drawing to a close. I'm so amazed. This is the first podcast that i've done i'm so proud of oh it already we've had such a lovely yeah, time we did thank you so much thank you thank you so much my friend thank you so much th like for being here for being responsive and willing to share i love you you know because a lot of people probably struggle to yeah. share that much of themselves yeah you know um but i need to ask you top five creators for you right now it can be visual audio spiritual food mm. whatever just creators whose content you're loving consuming mm. let me know okay so food wise i'm enjoying the lazy makoti so she's um on instagram you can find it she's got a youtube channel as well she's got a book mm. um she's black so what lazy makoti means um a makoti is a wife yes. essentially yeah in zulu yeah um so the lazy wife mm. essentially she makes like the most fun um south african inspired traditional inspired food, food. Mm. um musically i know i'm a bit late on her wave but now or nail yeah nail she's from london actually i love i her. think I, I think she mm, i don't know i don't want to be speaking off the top of my head here but mm. 
I think she might have like South African roots really? in terms of like her name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's from London. I saw her at like Afropunk twenty seventeen performing there and I was obsessed. Phenomenal, yes. Amazing. I love her. I'm enjoying her so much. In terms of technology, there's this guy mm. whose name I forgot, but he's Ghanaian, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm gonna find him now on Instagram. What type of music is that? No, he's. I mean, technology. technology. Sorry, what technology? So, yo, now? he's creating like some other things. I think his name is Josh. Uh, let's see. No, this is not Joshua. Kisi is my favorite visual creator right now. Oh yes, photographer, phenomenal. Sorry. Yeah, the other guy. Wait, let me Google him. So we have the lazy Makoti. That's mm-hmm. number one. We just want to put on more creatives and creators that are i guess it's it's just by chance that you're naming all these people and they're all black and african yeah but phenomenal great news idris sandu <laughs> oh his name is idris sandu ha huh. he's a tech whiz he's he's coded for instagram and snapchat oh right and besides for crea- besides creating algorithms for those two companies and consulting for Twitter, he's now working with Kanye West and Jaden Smith to create augmented reality experiences wow. around music and politics for the tech festival Complex Con next year in Chicago. Wow. He's phenomenal. Like, he's creating, like, these holograms of, like, you, like, that could just, like, pop out of your phone. Mm. Like, and you can literally, it'll scan you what you're wearing mm. and then recreate you in front of you so you can see it wow he's so dope that's so cool he's so dope idris sandu i am obsessed with him i met him at um i met him at the bet awards he's just oh that's so cool dude dope look at him that's him right there this is the augmented reality thing that he's very very cool well she's showing it to me now but i will link hopefully under this podcast or you know somewhere where you can read it if not, um, I'm going to start an Instagram page for the podcast and you'll be able to just hear and see everything about all these people I'll be interviewing. Do you have a number five? Number five creator? Right yeah. So we have the Lazy Makoti. That's now. food. Mm-hmm. Now that's music. music. Idris Sandu. That's, that's tech. tech. Joshua Kisi, photography. Well, visual. Yeah, visual. Yeah. Beauty. Beauty. Pat McGrath was in favor. Really? Mm-hmm. I love him. Everyone knows Pat McGrath. Yeah. Okay, but I guess shout out to Pat McGrath. <laughs> I love her. Mm. She's done quite a lot to advance um, beauty for black women. Yes, true. You know, and she continues to create in as much as she's a big name and she's yeah. a big deal. Yes. A lot of, you know, the brands, Fenty Beauty. You know, a lot of the beauty influencers um, who are huge in Africa and in the world who are black, you know, took a lot of their cues from her mm. and for what she did for black skin yeah. in the modeling world, in the yes, fashion world. Yes. As big as she is. Which is so important. So important. And you know. has helped us come. We still have a long way to go because people mm. still look ashy on runways mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. But. You know, we appreciate the effort, to be honest. And a voice like Pat's is 
one to be reckoned with. Yes. Because she stood her ground and she brought all of her homies with her. Yes. Which is what you do. Yeah. You know. So mad respect. She could be a billionaire by tomorrow and mm. you know, she'll she'll still be out here creating and she'll still be out here advocating for us and making sure that we're respected. Mm. You know? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Thank you. No malanga. No malanga the flame. Shorty. Oh my goodness. Can people Thank you. <laughs> for the pretty privileged chat. Okay. Even if they do, even if they do, it's, we're speaking our truth, my girl. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having and me. And thank I you, Jimmy. I love you. We're hugging now. We're hugging. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Lindy Redim. This has been Let's Talk About Feelings, the podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. And tell your friends to tell your friends, tell their friends, and you know, maybe they can tell their other friends that there's a hun and she's got a podcast. And it's fucking dope. And it's real. And it's real. And we're being honest. We're being as honest as we possibly can, even if it hurts your ears. I will catch you next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>